uh, quick recap of what's happened so far. Kinsey, Pax, and Roland have found themselves um, uh, working for a violent, murderous gang known as the Dead Man's Gang. They don't want to be working for the Dead Man's Gang, but they feel like, probably appropriately, that the only other option is to be hunted down and murdered by the Dead Man's Gang. So, um, they are uh, currently working and looking for angles to try and get out from underneath this gang. Um, in doing so, they've traveled with one member of the gang uh, to a uh, town uh, called Moorbank, where um, uh, during the journey, the member of the gang, Miguel Reyes, uh, was uh, horrifically injured uh, uh, by some of uh, Manifest's more uh, violent uh, plant life. And in, as such, these three have had to kind of work the deal that Miguel was supposed to work with. One, Salvador Alston, a large man who um, seems to have a line on some kind of big guns that the leader of the Dead Man's Gang, Rufus Nash, is trying to get his hands on for nefarious means. Um, they uh, managed to win Salvador over enough for him to trust them, and he uh, got them all tickets on the MF Merriweather, um, which is a riverboat heading south uh, to a town called Wilber uh, Wilberton, um, where uh, they, uh, you know, Miguel is is convalescing with a, a doctor uh, named Chester Lowry, and um, Pax is currently disguised as a woman named Rachel because she's afraid of uh, Marshall that is on the riverboat um, named Donna Kane. And um, when we last left uh, the three of you, um, not Rachel was uh, kind of <laughs> looming, uh, uh, not looming, but like, like staying off to the side, kind of lurking. blending in with the crowd. Yeah. Lurking a little bit. Uh, wow. Uh, Roland and Kinsey, uh, seemed to have befriended uh, a man of importance on this riverboat, um, a man by the name of Francis Calderon, uh, who uh, has invited them to the bar for a drink. Um, and when they approached, when they got to the bar, um, they noticed there was a a sign on a nearby exit that said, "Thank you, uh, uh, like we hope you enjoyed your time in the in the Calderon poker room." Um, so. Uh, he, this guy is obviously very good at poker and extremely wealthy and uh, has, uh, uh, is uh, somewhat uh, a VIP of some kind here. Um, and um, Roland and uh, Kinsey, the two of you, sit down. Uh, Francis, uh, lighting up a fresh cigar, uh, uh, turns to uh, the two of you and uh, reaches out with a couple extra cigars. And he goes, would you like a smoke? Sure. Not gonna be rude and refuse a, a good cigar. Yeah, Not right. usually my uh, conveyance of choice, but uh, I enjoy a good quality cigar a time or two. All right, and uh, uh, top shelf whiskey for me and my new friends here. He says to uh, the bartender who uh, uh, nods and uh, serves three clean whiskeys, sends a, uh, slides them over to you, and then um, goes to attend to another patron. Um, the poker hall, um, it's like mi middle of the day, uh, a little bit, a little bit later, like afternoon, maybe at this point, um, the poker hall, like 
you know, the has pretty decent business. It's not like the bar is like packed um, and it's not super rambunctious either. A um, couple other people here. Uh, uh, you guys are uh, able to identify uh, the marshal that Pax is afraid of uh, uh, down at the end of the bar. Um, she's uh, uh, nursing a drink right now. Um, and uh, Francis sits uh, with his back to the bar, stretching out comfortably um, against it. And uh, takes a nice, long, like, satisfying puff out of his cigar. And he goes, so, what brings a fine poker player like yourself and his friend to a, um, uh, to my riverboat? Well, you know, sort of, sort of on business. But, you know, like, sometimes you get the chance to, to have a little bit of a vacation while you're on a business trip. I understand completely. Uh, you know, business and pleasure, they're one and the same for me. I thought you might be a, a, a bit of a, a businessman, a negotiator, if it will. Uh, your talents at the poker table uh, seem to uh, imply as much. Uh, what business are you in, Roland? I can uh, call it, yes? Uh, yeah, that uh, Roland Hollis... Either works. And you may refer to me as Francis. I believe we're all friends here. I'm so glad to hear that, Francis. Um, I can't... You understand, as a businessman yourself, I can't really discuss the specifics of my business. Uh, but I, I, generally speaking, work in insurance. He nods at that and goes, Mm-hmm. And uh, you, Kinsey, you in the insurance business as well? Well, uh, as uh, Mr. Hollis says, I can't go into detail, but uh, yes, uh, I, I am in a, in a similar position uh, as uh, perhaps somebody who could ensure that something bad does not happen to Mr. Hollis. Hmm. I see. I'm beginning to recognize the dynamic. um uh while they're chatting with francis uh pax what are you up to i'm sorry not rachel what are you up to (laughs) um i am now that it seems like they're not just gonna be potentially like weirdly murdered or anything um i (laughs) because that's always on my mind um (laughs) Uh, I think I will um, take a turn about the room, see what's going on. Okay, uh, go and roll an observe test for me. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I'm so bad at observe. How? Why am I so bad at observe? Not the All right. Um, that is one hit, it's a six. Um, okay. Uh, so you, uh, uh, take a turn about the room. Uh, you don't spot anyone, um, who seems particularly interesting. 
You don't spot anyone who's eyeing Francis, Pax, or Kinsey with any sort of interest. You do, one thing you are able to notice with just the one success is uh, that the guards do seem to keep an eye on Francis, but that's not necessarily new. Uh, you may have also noticed um, around the time that uh, Roland uh, observed uh, someone getting like angry with Francis that all the guards immediately started to react and move their way towards that person. Um, uh, but one thing you do notice um, as you're making your way around is you notice uh, uh, one of the doors opens up and Salvador Alston um, uh, walks in. Uh, just briefly, um, he's no longer like you. The past two times you saw him, it was like really early in the morning or really late at night slash early in the morning, and he, um, you know, he was just wearing like an undershirt and like overalls uh, or not overalls, um, suspenders. Uh, now he's dressed much, much more nicely. Uh, he still looks like large and intimidating. The suit it looks just slightly small on him, but not completely like super tight or weird. Um, but uh, uh, he's He's got, like, a nice suit with, like, nice fabric. Um, he still is wearing that flat cap, though. Um, and as uh, as he walks in, you see his eyes dart over to um, Pax, and, or uh, Roland and Kinsey um, uh, talking with Francis, just ever so slightly. You don't really, you can't really get a read on, like, anything else except for the fact that he notices them. He doesn't seem to notice you. Um and he uh, uh, makes his way over to a, a craps table, um, cashing in a couple chips. <laughs> I think you're muted. Um, that's what we missed. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there a table that I can have, like, him in my peripheral vision without it being suspicious? Um... So there's actually no tables. The bar is a long enough bar that there's stools along Sorry, the bar. Sorry, I meant like a poker table or like, oh, a, sure. you like wanna, a gambling you wanna... table. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of, of tables nearby. It's it's not like the largest poker room. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty big, but it's not. It's it's kind of like spacious so that people can walk around. There's not like the tables aren't crammed in together to try and maximize the amount of people that can play at a time. Um, but also because of that, because it's easier to move around and it's not super crammed with people, you can have line of sight to him pretty easily, uh, wherever you sit. Great. What am I sitting at? Um, you have a, a choice between, uh, Mahjong and poker. Um, I guess, I guess. Gosh, I don't think I know how to play those. <laughs> yeah, so one or the other doesn't really matter. Yeah, somebody's going to get mad at me. It might as well be um, poker, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to play some really bad poker and bet conservatively and fold a whole lot. Okay. It'll be great. Um, so let me just see if you luck out. Um <laughs> Okay, so over the course of uh, of sitting at poker under the pretense of being a poker player, uh, you are going to lose a total of two spurs. Okay. Um, uh, but you're able to kind of post up and watch Salvador. Um, uh, Francis does go go silent for a little bit, not like uh, like 
as if he's, you know, being like contemplative or anything like that. He's just watching the room, uh, sipping on his drink, smoking. Um, uh, do any of you, do either of you strike up any particular subject of conversation or do you wait for him to continue talking? No, I think Kinsey speaks up. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, couldn't help but notice, uh, it's, uh, I believe, your name on the wall over there on the plaque. Is that correct? Um, yes, I, I do think it's a bit much, but, uh, uh, well, I mean, it is a nice sign. <laughs> quite a nice sign, quite a nice room as well, if I may say. Well, thank you. The... Uh, and hopefully your lodgings are to your satisfaction as well. Uh, I'm not uh, exaggerating when I say uh, this is my boat. <laughs> well, yes, it's uh... my boat, but uh, the previous owner weren't too good at cards. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, he certainly couldn't match you if uh, your last game is anything to judge from. Ain't much that can, he says. Looking, or ain't many that can, he says. Looking over at uh, Roland. He goes, it is a, a rare occurrence that someone manages to pull one over on me. I suspect uh, never twice, though. Well, well, not that many folk uh, get the chance to try multiple times. Uh, a lot of times uh, they take their money and run. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I suppose, uh, when, where are you uh, two getting off at? Uh, we're, we're bound for Wilberton. He looks a little surprised. He goes, that tiny little uh, podunk town? A man of your skill? What, you got an insurance contract to deal with there? What can I say? I'm a bit of a career underachiever. It, it's sort of what allows me to live the lifestyle I enjoy without uh, that boss man watching my over my shoulder too much. Mm. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulate for me real quick. Yeah, that's not a very good roll. Well, he didn't do as good as he could have. He got a nine. Uh... I I have uh, one net hit with an 11. Okay. Uh, so he kind of like looks at you a little bit, tilts his head slightly, and he goes, I don't know. Uh, for someone who's looking for a line of work that is more relaxing, uh, you seem just a little bit on edge, Roland. You too, oh. Kitsy. No offense to either of you, of course. I'm sure the insurance business is very cutthroat. Well, you know, it has its ups and downs. Yes, mm. we try to not cut as many throats as, as possible. It's not our end goal, I suppose, only if necessary. Well, I think you two are mighty fine company, and I would... Uh, Buy you drinks for the rest of the night if you regale me with tales of the inland. I've been on this boat for a uh, few months now. I uh, wander here and there, but the money's just so good, and the rent is free. 
I must say, that does sound sound lovely. Um, you know, I I didn't really have any plans for for the rest of, of this evening. I would I would love to to share a drink with you. I can tell you anything you'd like to know about what's going on on you know terra firma. Where Mister Hollis goes, you can find me quite near. Well, all right then. Another round for me and my friends, and uh, leave the bottle. Uh, and uh, the bartender pours three of the finest whiskeys, uh, or three glasses of the finest whiskey, sets the bottle down, um, uh, the, and then um, Francis hands him five spurs. And uh, 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 thank you, Mr. Calderon, and uh, goes off uh, to pour another drink for uh, Donna Kane. Um, who uh, slams it and goes, another. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Francis just uh, chats with you. Um, how, how, uh, how shaky is your story? Do you, uh, uh, do you talk just a lot about, like, Alonistead? Uh, what, what kind of tales do you regale Francis with, the, the both of you? Because uh, he'll, he'll drink late into the night, like, to the point where, like, the poker room would be closed, but he's obvi- it stays open as long as he wants it to. Um, I think I will, you know, sort of the best lies have a grain of truth to them. So I'm just going to tell a lot of stories, um, about things I've actually done, but just sort of nip away at some of the details and, you know, add insurance bits here and there. (laughs) All right. What about you, Kinsey? I think Kinsey is going to tell him pretty much... Everything that's happened, uh, basically from where from where the Twitch stream has started, uh, but <laughs> but from, like right after uh, the prison train, uh, he's going to the, the prison wagon train, I suppose, is going to tell him all of the more interesting bits that we've gotten into, uh, without reference to their criminal um, origins. What what kind of what are you referring to? Because so many of them are so uh, entrenched in the criminal origins. That's fair. Oh. Specifically, uh, the skunk ape attack. Sure, and, sure. Uh, the following uh, uh, jumping yucky. Uh, wouldn't call it an attack, but I suppose I could. Uh, you know, what, what happened with the jumping yucky? Um, oh, uh, trying to hire a wagon train being. Uh, set upon by a gang without, you know, also mentioning that we are part of said gang. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, So I'll let you guys teamwork test a manipulation. Um, uh, And both of you can have a plus two because you're trying to to throw in as much truth as you can and just change small details. Sure. Okay, all right. Right, right. I suppose it could also be a blend. It's there's enough truth in there that it could be blend if you're better at blend. Blend but. is worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised to find that Kinsey is uh, not capable of blending in. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, let's try that again. Yes. Ah, that was two seventeen. So absolutely not. Okay. okay. So great. Still that plus two, though, regardless. And you're up against an 11. 
Uh, I I eke by with a twelve. Mm. So you have one. You have one success. Yes. All right. So you, you're getting the impression that Francis can tell you're being coy uh, at a lot of the times that you're that you're changing details. Uh, but he doesn't he doesn't seem to push too hard on it. But like Roland, you're able to like notice him. He, you know, it's like every time he's like. Of course, because the insurance, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, you know, we wouldn't want to pay out a claim when it's so clear that the client was negligent. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's just good practices. You are both very good at your jobs. Um, uh, so while this is going on, this is going to go this like like continuous story um dur- during that conversation francis does chat with uh you a little bit tell you get the the notion that um he is a drifter who's uh done as close to settle roots as a drifter does uh with this riverboat um uh he is an avid uh gambler um you get the feeling like his moral compass is a little dubious um uh uh, but it seems like mostly he just likes the the like he's a little bit of a thrill seeker um is is kind of the impression you get from him um uh he's not like he's not when i say dubious i do mean like just like a little inscrutable not like uh not that he you know is um like further down the gray into like the morally like de- decrepit areas right no he's a bit of a scoundrel who won a fantastic ship in a game of cards yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> so far no eight foot tall hairy companion to go along with him but but he'd probably I guess, save I guess us donna at kane the last minute <laughs> donna kane's right there so <laughs> <laughs> do i get the sense he would save us at the last minute if we you know did one daring attack on the dead man's game. <laughs> all right, all right. So he's not exactly Han Solo. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the the impression you get from him. But he's he's uh, now settled in a little bit. He uh, just goes up and down uh, this river, which takes a little while. Um, and then every once in a while, like, you know, goes into a factory town if he has to or goes to, like, nearby uh, settlements. Um uh, just to like stretch his legs and get off the ship every once in a while, but he likes it here. He's made some changes and it is very comfortable for him. <laughs> um, so uh, this keeps going. The two, the two of you sitting with Francis, drinking late into the night. Um, uh, Pax, uh, uh, Salvador, at a certain point, um, it seems like Salvador is kind of like watching these two talking with Francis, and when they don't split off, he gets like a little frustrated. It looks like and. Uh, uh, cashes out his chips and then uh, uh, like goes uh, goes back to his room. Uh, what do you what do you do, Pex? Um, once um, once they've once Salvador's left, I think I will eventually leave there's probably i feel like not many people in this room at once it gets to a, a decently late hour um yeah it, it does seem to die down it becomes more of just like a a quiet bar with maybe a couple people playing very very like casual uh like poker like the roulette tables and the crap tables like they kind of like die out when it gets later and it's just blackjack and poker for a few people who are like you know night owls sure um so I'll uh, take like a, a couple laps around the boat just to see 
maybe I'll walk by the uh, the marshal's room and just give it a jiggle, see if it opens. Sure. Um, you know what? She. I don't think she locked it. Oh no. Yeah, right. I don't think she does. So on your on your uh, your deck, basically, like your hall of of rooms, like your your little landing where your rooms are. Um, uh, there's, uh, you're, you do notice there's like a security guard in that area. Um, and then there's your room, a room across from your room. Um, and then, uh, down, uh, a little ways there's, uh, Donna Kane's room, the marshal's room, and then another room across from her. And then there's like a little like cross hallway that leads to like other like sections of the boat and like stairwells that lead to other landings and stuff. Uh, and then fur- further down at the end of the hall, there's the two large. There's two larger rooms. One of which is Salvador's. And another one you do glimpse. There's like a, a woman in her like late forties, uh, kind of neatly dressed. Uh, you see her like uh, uh, entering that room like after after presumably leaving the dinner cards. Like as like dinner is like kind of tying up, uh, she she retires to that room. Uh, but you're able to kind of like at a point when the security guard isn't like. Like they're not not they're not like just standing there and they're not actively patrolling. He just like kind of like seems in charge of this hall and then like maybe another hall. Um, so there's a point where you like there's no one in the room and you're just like let me just try her handle and uh, yeah it opens. She doesn't she didn't lock it. Cool. I go inside. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so you enter into Marshall Kane's uh, uh, room. It is about the same size as yours, um, uh, though it seems she's the only one here, so it's at least a little bit more comfortable. It's got four bunks in it. Um, the desk is currently pulled down and seems like it's stuck pulled down. Not like stuck pulled down, but it was left pulled down, I should say. Um, she's got a pack on one of the beds with uh, uh, like two packs, like a like a smaller pack and then like a larger duffel pack. Um on two beds, you see, like, clothes are kind of, like, hanging out of it, as well as, like, some materials. Uh, there's also, like, a rifle uh, on uh, on the bed there. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, there's, um, like, paper and, like, a pen, um, uh, as if, like, you know, if she was, like, writing a letter or something earlier. Uh, are there any, like, notices or bounties or warrants I can see, like, on the desk or, like, in a place where I don't have to move a bunch of stuff. I don't want to go, like, all out. Just sort of, like, poke around and see if okay. there's anything interesting. And then if it's, if it's like, a pad of paper. It is. Maybe I'll like just take that. By the by the riverboat. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take that one piece of paper off the top. Okay. Uh, uh, well, so there's... Um, it's a blank piece of paper, right? So you pull off that blank piece of paper. Um, if you want to find anything, uh, besides what I've described, uh, it will require you to rummage at least a little bit. Um, and so if that's the case, uh, you are going to have to roll an observe test. If you want to do it without really digging and and truly rummaging uh you can do an observe test at a minus three to just like you know inch open a couple drawers maybe like lift up some of the like the bags without like like digging your hand in and feeling everything that's in there
I got one hit. Okay. Uh, so you look around a little bit, and you do notice, like, you, you look in uh, uh, one of her packs, and she does have, like, a letter that seems to have been addressed to her. Um, and uh, you, you're able to kind of, like, slide it up. Um, and like look at the envelope and it looks like it was addressed to an address in, um, uh, just want to make sure I get it right. Uh, freedom city. Um, so, uh, it would seem that Donna Kane is, um, a marshal of freedom city. Um, and you know that you are in Alonistead territory right now, which marshals do, they are able to. Uh, if they have like the backing of like their their office, if they're like on duty, they they can like enact the justice. They can cross borders into other territories to hunt down people who committed crimes in their territory. Um, but at least you know that you and uh, uh, definitely Roland, as far as you know, um, uh, never committed crimes in Freedom City territory. Um, so it's unlikely that she's hunting you specifically. If she's here hunting at all. Cool. That's that's pretty good. Um, and there weren't any, like, just, like, general bounty notices or anything like that? No, no, you didn't see anything like that. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. So I'm going to take that piece of paper. Okay. With me, and I'm going to not fold it if I can help it yeah that's fine and um and and leave the room okay um so one thing that happened when Salvador left uh Roland and Kinsey um he didn't leave like super super late in the night he left he left like relatively early-ish in into the night um you know sometime after dinner but that you know not like super late um he, uh, when he walked out, he walked out the room, uh, uh, walked out the door right nearby you guys. I says, you know, thank you for spending time in the Caldera and poker room. Uh, and he like looks, he just gives you guys the slightest glance of like, and you can see, it's hard to see, tell if it's like, he's just got like an angry resting face or if he's like frustrated with you. <laughs> I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, he gives you, like, a scowling look as he walks out. And um, you see that Francis seemed to, like, notice that. He looks at the two of you and he goes, Now that man there, that man is, well, he's an interesting character. Oh? Do tell. Well, now I don't presume to know everything that happens on this boat. I often spend most of my time in this here room. But that man there is uh goes by the name of Alston. Uh, and uh as far as I know, that man has ties uh, uh family ties, if you catch my meaning. With the Alston family or No, 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 no. I mean the Alston family, uh, uh, well, I, I suppose, Kinsey, are you uh, well-versed in the, uh, in the happenings of, uh, of criminal enterprises? I wouldn't say well-versed. I think he does know what the family is. Sure. Uh, uh, but but that, was, that was Francis asking you before he continued. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, well-versed. I No, I wouldn't say well-versed. I know what I need to know for my job. Hmm. Well, the Renzo family used to run Freedom City a long time ago, and the, uh, the Austins answered to them. Uh, but not 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 too long ago, I suppose, uh, the Renzo family, they uh, made a few too many enemies, if you catch my meaning there. That meaning and, I do get, yes. Uh, they, all, uh, they, they scattered. The few that didn't get scooped up by the rival uh, scattered uh, to latch on to other more stable families. Um, the Alstons, they, they work for uh, a family, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, the Kowalski family in uh, in Glenspire. Now, like I said, I don't I don't presume to know everything that happens in the guard, and I don't presume to know uh, the intentions of a man like that. But um, Ruslan Kowalski uh, is a, a friend of his, and uh, as far as I know, the two of them do business. Mm. And uh, well, I don't know if you uh, if you two fine gentlemen uh, brushed up against him the wrong way in the uh, dining deck, or uh, if he just don't like the way you look. But uh, he did not seem pleased to see the two of you talking to the likes of me. You wouldn't happen to be uh, involved in your insurance business, would he? You know, I do recall taking the last kipper at the buffet, and I didn't think anything of it, but there was a bit of a commotion as I I left to join my compatriot here. I want... I bet that's it. Uh, Yeah, that's going to require a manipulate roll. (laughs) (laughs) okay well right now you're up against an eight uh okay um i've got two net hits over an eight uh with a high of 13 okay did you want to spend any grit no i'm I'm pleased with my current balance of one grit. Okay, well, take another one. Hey. Doubles Uh, my grit. I am going to play to the gallery so I can count both of these 14s. Oh, great. That's fine. And uh, you said you had a 9? I have an 11 and a 13. Okay. Uh, So, uh, he... Francis takes a big puff of his cigarette, his cigar, looks at you, and goes, Roland, you wound me. A man of your caliber can surely tell a lie better than that. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to pry, gentlemen. If you are content with your current predicament, well then, uh, all the more power to you. Unfortunately for me, I do have, uh, to do business with the like of Alston from time to time, uh, uh, but, 
you know, it seemed like the two of you had something eating away at you, and I just had to figure out what it was. If it's not Austin, then, you know, I don't mean to uh, muddy the waters of your business or poke my nose where it don't belong. I haven't gotten this far making enemies. Kinsey's going to set down his drink onto the table and set his palm flat and say, yes, I believe we are content with our current predicament, as you say. And uh, I'm going to try and intimidate him away from this uh, particular um, conversation as though we are pleased to talk about anything else, just not this, not this one thing. All right, yeah. Go ahead and roll. Uh, go ahead and roll up an intimidate. He, I'll tell you what, he's not as good at resisting that one. <laughs> uh, my good man, you are up against a four. Uh, I'm going to spend some grit to play to the gallery, and that is three net hits over a four. Okay. Um, uh, you, you kind of, like, get serious with him for a second, slamming your table down, and that, like, slam actually jolts him from his, like, easy demeanor for a second before he, like, eases back into it as you're talking to him, and then, uh, you finish saying, uh, saying your piece, and he goes, all right, I did not mean to offend Mr. McCharlotte, not in the slightest. Um, please, please, my sincerest apologies. Like I said, uh, just, uh, like a good conversation, like a good story, but I do occasionally have the habit of putting, uh, uh, pushing my luck just a bit too far and putting my nose where it doesn't belong, and, well, like I said, I'm not here to make any enemies. Kinsey will, uh, grab his drink and lean back and smile, and the, the light will glint off of his, uh, silver tooth, and he'll say, Apology accepted. We do appreciate your uh, hospitality. Uh, I will continue to appear pleasant and unperturbed while attempting to communicate solely with my eyes to Kinsey. In what scenario are we content with our predicament? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here, um... Roll a blend for me, uh, uh, Roland. We'll see if we'll see if uh, uh, I think you're you have the chops to be able to at least give some of that message along to, to Kinsey. It's a matter of Francis noticing. Sure. Uh, you're up against an eight. Uh, yeah, no, I um I don't have any hits above an eight. Because I am so shocked that Kinsey would adamantly argue to keep us in the current predicament we are in, and more so, do it so effectively. (laughs) (laughs) I'm beginning to question if Kinsey's even on our side. (laughs) Uh, What was your highest? Uh, It is a six. Okay. Okay. So, so Francis does only get one net success over you. So, so Francis turns to you, sees you looking a little shocked, and Francis makes like a playful little like, like, like I angered dad <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, type look, and he goes, 
If there isn't anything that, uh, uh, if, if there's one thing I know that eases uh, uh, treacherous waters, it's more whiskey. Uh, please, please, drink up. Um, at this point, it's it's getting pretty late into the night. Um, uh, Kinsey, you successfully, Francis does not like poke his nose anymore. He talks a little bit more about himself uh, to kind of fill the air a little bit. Um, uh, he seems a little less uh, curious and stops like trying to like pull information from you guys. Um, uh, you do get the the sense as he's kind of like filling the air a little bit. Every once in a while, he touches, like, you get just, like, little hints, like, almost as if he's needling you by thinking, like, maybe this will, like, annoy you a little bit, and he wants to see if it does. He uh, drops hints here and there about how his feelings for the uh, the family um, are, like, lukewarm at best, and that, like, it's, like, kind of, like, you know, necessary bedfellows is what uh, what he sees the family as, and he doesn't really respect them a whole lot. Mm. Um uh, and so, like, you, you get the, like, maybe he thinks you might be, like, a family, like, uh, crony of some kind. And so he's, like, trying to, like, needle you and see if that pisses you off so he can kind of get more information that way. Um, but he doesn't do it a lot. Just uh, every once in a while you catch it. Um, uh, so, Pax, after you've uh, stolen that piece of paper from uh, Marshall Kane's room, um, uh, what, uh, what else do you do? What do you, what's your late night plans? Um, I would like to go back to our room. Is Miguel in there? Miguel is not in your room. He's okay. in a different room. Okay. He's in one um, of the rooms across from you. Gotcha. And, um, like, do a, a rubbing on the piece of paper that I stole? Sure. Yeah, you're able to do that. Um, it has a little indents from where she wrote it seems like it was a note to herself. Um, <laughs> that uh, that says, um, lost keys, sorry. <laughs> um, Mitt, nice lady, Rachel, question mark. Is that the name you gave her? Did you no, give her? No, I gave her the name Patience. I gave Patience. her my, okay. my actual name. Uh, yeah. Mitt, Mitt, nice, Mitt, nice lady. Patience, question mark? That's good. <laughs> that's the name, or if that's, like, what she should do. Um, uh, okay. It's got, it's got a colon next to it. It's like, Mitt, nice lady, colon. Patience? Sure. <laughs> um, I don't... I think I have any actual extra plans. Um, I guess I'll go um, get a drink of whiskey, but I'm not going to drink it. I, I'll, I'm going to bring it to Miguel after I get out of this disguise. Again. So, are you coming? Are you becoming Pax, going up and getting a whiskey and bringing it down to Miguel, or are you going nope. up getting a whiskey, <laughs> yeah. changing into Pax, and then bringing that whiskey to Miguel? Yeah. Okay. So, briefly uh, in the night, um, uh, Roland and Kinsey, you see not Rachel, um, uh, show show up briefly, order a whiskey, 
and um, uh, go back downstairs. Um, when you go up there, um, Pax, you do notice uh, the only people at the bar are Francis, Roland, Kinsey, and Donna Kane. Um, she's just sitting there drinking. Um, uh, she's like listening to Francis a little bit, like chuckling to herself and then drinking a little bit more. Um, uh, she's starting to look, uh, about as sloppy as she was when you first met her. Uh, not quite as sloppy, but she's getting there. Um, and, uh, you get, uh, a drink and you go downstairs, you're able to take off your disguise, the prosthetic nose, everything, uh, the wig and, um, look, you now you look like Pax and you're able to cross, uh, over into, uh, Miguel's room. Uh, do you just open it up, knock? What, what's the... Um, I'll do the, like, knock, but if it's not, if it's unlocked, I'm just gonna, like, knock and then immediately go in. I'm not gonna wait for him to say... Mom, knock. Yeah, the mom, knock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, it is, like, it's, you know, past midnight. It's, like, late night. You knock on the door. There's, Bad like, optics. a slight... There's a slight rustling, and, uh, you hear, yeah, come on in. Okay. Uh, hi. Well... Honestly, I thought you were going to be the doc. Before you say anything, is that for me? Yeah. Thank you kindly. He takes the whiskey, shoots it, hands you back the glass. He goes, the doc shows up. You drink that yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. He taps his nose. <laughs> uh, and uh, kind of like shifts in his bed a little uncomfortably like. <sighs> so. What can I do you for, Pax? Please don't tell me something's burning. Nope. Just figured the doc wouldn't let you have whiskey. You figured correctly. Look, he's a mousy fella. A little imposing, but he knows his craft changed out. My bandage is nice. He uh, wants me to be a little more cautious than I think is necessary, but he does good work. He's just a real pain in the ass. <laughs> I believe it. I don't know where Salvador dug him up. I don't much care. Uh, listen. There isn't a reason we're stuck on here. There isn't a reason for you to push yourself for anything. So you know, rather have you at Closer to 100 than 50 when we get off this boat. Well, we have been another day of travel, and I think by then I'll be, uh, I'll be right as rain. Uh, so, uh, sure. Bad rest. Bring me another whiskey tomorrow. Yeah, I'll sneak it by the dock. And uh, I should be, uh, I should be at uh, about 100 by the time we get to Wilberton. Good. Is that, that all you came in for? Tell me to stay in bed and give me a whiskey? Kinda. Alright then. I, there's no ulterior motive. I just, I'm pretty sure that at some point, one of y'all is going to end up shooting at us. And I'd really like it if that first bullet missed. Uh, go ahead and 
do a, we'll do a manipulate on this. Um, and you can have a plus two because you just gave him whiskey. <laughs> okay. You're up against six. No, I can't beat that. Um, I have a five. Okay. Uh, he, uh, what's up? Oh, nothing. I'm not actually trying to manipulate him. I'm just telling him that, you know, it wouldn't suck if we weren't I mean, enemies. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's an appeal of some kind, right? Because manipulate is a catch-all. Manipulate can be... You know, negotiation, it can be lying, it can be, like, anything where you're trying to use words to make someone feel differently about a situation, right? Yeah. Um, he eyes you a little bit and goes, Pax, I'm not sure anyone in the gang can make that promise. Guess that's a shame. I would do that for you if you asked. I'll walk out. You hear like a slight chuckle as uh, as you walk out. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you move to walk out, um, Pax, uh, uh, you open up the door step out into the hallway and as you're like shutting the door you hear a scream down the hall uh and you turn and you see that that woman in her in her late 40s and uh another man like an older man in his uh 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 like early 50s ish maybe late 40s um uh, he's in like a uniform he's got like a trash he's got He's got like a cart behind him with like a trash and like cleaning supplies and other things. Um, uh, and then there's this woman who is standing there. Uh, she lets out a shout. He turns around and goes, uh, "Miss, Miss, no, no, calm down, Miss, calm down." And uh, she lets out another shriek. And then uh, a security guard, the same security guard you'd seen before, uh, runs around. Uh, he like is uh, unslinging his rifle and uh, and moving up to it. Those of you in the uh, in the poker hall, you also hear this scream. Uh, it's about like you know like one or two in the morning or something like that. Uh, yeah, I um... keynote. I suppose that is extremely important to you, Pax, for what you observe. They're standing. Outside Salvador's room with the door open. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, uh, I'll open the door back up, and I'll be like, "Don't go anywhere." And Miguel's like, "What the hell's happening?" As you shut the door, <laughs> and I shut the door, and uh, and I'll like jog down the hallway. Um, uh, Sal's room towards uh, specifically the woman to like you know calm her down or whatever so I can get a vantage point without being like ooh what's that (laughs) Uh, so you start jogging towards that Um, in the the poker hall Francis 
he looks like weirdly like he's got like a whiskey in one hand, a cigar in the other. There's a scream, and he, he like looks his back and he goes. He just like is like he doesn't seem to know what to do with that information that he's processing. Um, Donna Kane, however, who's been sitting like this, like like he- like head like resting against like the back of her uh, p- palm, like holding like a uh, almost finished whiskey. Her head snaps up, and like you see this like wash of like adrenaline based soberness, like like take hold. She sets the drink down, uh, pulls back her jacket, revealing like uh, her gun, and starts starts like moving towards the sound of the scream. Uh, I think my reaction is um, a quick jolt and then sort of mirroring Francis's of just, is is that, I don't know, it's your boat. Is that... No, I don't know. Uh, fellas, fellas, uh, should, should someone maybe check on that? <laughs> it, se- it seems like someone should deal with that, I'll say, to no one in particular. <laughs> uh, a couple security guards are like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, like, <laughs> and they go following after Donna Kane, who's like, what, long gone? <laughs> uh, Tinsley's just going to stand and kind of like stare off, stare after them as they as they go into the hallway, and then uh, I'll turn to uh, Roland and... Uh, I suppose give him a meaningful glance, like, well, go, go, it's go. Look, that's liter. Your job is if bad things are happening near me, is to figure them out and yeah. make them go away. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. I'll just be at the door. But and he'll go by the door, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say that the door into the poker room, um, it's on a completely different deck than than where the scream is coming from. I'm not trying to look out. I'm just going to hold, because I'm not going to leave him, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, uh, Pax, you get to the to uh, the woman. Uh, she's, she's, like, pulled out, like, a handkerchief and, like, has it over her face and, like, has turned her head... Uh, uh, and you're able to get to her and look in, and there's uh, the the man, the like uh, you know, forty or fifty year old man is uh, has his hands up. Um, he's standing in front, like he's like reaching back towards the door. But then like the security guard gets there and he's looking in, so he can't like shut the door. And you see Salvador Alston uh, sprawled out on his bed uh, with his throat slit. Oh, good. <laughs> uh... Okay. Um, wait, that's so bad for us. Why would you say that's good? Anyway, no table talk. Continuing. Um, uh, and I'll go, oh my gosh. And then I'll turn to the woman and I'll be like, are you, are you, it's okay. Do you need, what, why don't, is this your room? What? A, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, thank, it's thank just, you. yeah, of course. Here, let me just, well, just st- sit, sit, t- let me check, make sure nobody's in there, and then and then so you sit tight, and then, um, yeah, okay. Uh, you open the door, and she's like, "I just, I don't even know." Uh, thank you, thank you, young miss. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Emmalyn, Emmalyn Yang. She says she doesn't really extend a hand to like do okay. introductions. She just lets you know her name and like sits down and okay. like seems flustered. Sure, I'm gonna. Is there anything out that's shiny? Like in her room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very nice room. 
It's a very nice room. She's got a lot of fancy things is, around. Is there like any like earrings next to the bedside table or like? Yeah, there's a there's a very nice brooch. Neat. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. Definite. A what? A gem. A gem, in it? a gem of some kind. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'll uh. I'll like, like. Turn, like do turn down service a little bit like you know like like do the bed and like you know move, like s- set her stuff down and then I'll be like I'll get you a glass of water and, and I've never I've never seen anything like that in my life I, I will never forget it but like you see I just you need to just Emmeline just just here here and I'll like pet her head or whatever and then like <laughs> and then I'm gonna take the brooch and then also like take care of her and then, um, and then I'll go back out into the hallway. Sure, uh, go go ahead and roll a skullduggery to to steal this this woman's brooch. Yeah. Hopefully, the shock will keep her from that. Whatever. Uh, and you are up against uh, an eight. No, oh, that's not a great roll. Any talents for this? I might have a talent for this. Really? You have sticky fingers? I do have sticky fingers. Oh, okay. Then that eight doesn't work. Uh, you're up against the three. <laughs> yeah, sticky fingers giving me a lot of negatives to notice some form of pickpocketing. Which, I mean, it's, it's not in a pocket, but it's, you know. Pickpocketing is a broad term covering a large amount of sleight of hand thefts. Yeah. Um, so I have, uh, four nethers. Yeah, you just, like, she absolutely, you know for a fact, she did not notice. (laughs) Great. Uh, cool. And then, um, yeah, and then I'm gonna go out into the hallway. You got four? Yeah, I rolled four dice, and I rolled 120, and I rolled three three sevens and a five just just getting a just getting the thing you were trying to pickpocket isn't enough for for getting four net successes isn't that right um no i i mean you got four net successes i'm just saying you're like, getting more yeah oh like, okay. like you got the thing but like two successes would have gotten you the thing and like three successes would be like you got the thing with the absolute guarantee that she didn't notice so i think i think four successes gets you just a little bit more um, which is, uh, uh, you're, you're, you're scanning the room for valuables. You see this one valuable you can pickpocket. You're, you're distracting her while you reach back and swipe that and stick it in your pocket. Um, but one thing you notice while you're distracting her is like her outfit is, is, is very nice. It's not like overtly nice. It's not like, you know, super, super privileged nice, but it's, it is nice. She's got nice clothes, nice like higher middle class at at like the minimum type stuff. Um, but the handkerchief she has is very nice, um, uh, almost as if it would be a dress handkerchief, not like one that you would actually like be like you know rubbing your nose with. Um, it's too nice of a fabric, uh, and uh, that leads you to notice like she's not actually crying. There's no tears. Oh, this bitch murdered that guy. That's great. <laughs> Stop saying that. It's not great. Um, 
brooch. And you pocket the brooch. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to promise to return. Thank you, thank you, dear. Of course, of course. Uh, and I'm going to see what's going on out in the hallway. Yeah, um, the security guard is trying, like, uh, the security guard and this uh, this janitor or maid or housekeeper uh, uh, seem to be trying to, like, control the situation. Donna Kane has shown up. Uh, she's shown up, and she is... It's like as if she hasn't drunk anything at all. She's got like the smallest bit of a sway to her, but like her her vision seems clear, and she's like sees the body, and she goes, "Well, who all who all we got down here?" And she sees you, and she goes, "You, you um um uh, uh patience." Uh yes. Uh, come here, come here. Uh, shut the door. Show the ladies some respect. And uh, uh, the security guard goes, uh, "Yes." And uh, you see that Donna has, at this point, um, she's holding her her Liberty City Marshal badge in her in her freedom, uh, offhand. Freedom. Sorry, freedom. Uh, freedom Freedom City Marshal badge uh, in her offhand. Um, I mean, she doesn't have her gun out, but she's just holding it off, like as if she like showed it, but she hasn't you know pinned it on herself yet. And she goes, uh, "Patience, patience. Uh, these two men are giving me the runaround jurisdiction and whatnot. Please, as a civilian, what have you witnessed here?" Uh, I was coming out of my room and I, uh, heard a scream and I came down here and I saw that man lying on the floor dead because that man had, was holding the door open and that man was trying to shut it. And then there was a woman, um, the one who is in here who was very upset and had screamed because she saw, um, presumably, that man. Uh, as she's listening to you, she pins uh, her badge on the uh, on her jacket, and she goes, all right. And at this point, two other security guards have shown up, presumably from the uh, poker room. And she goes, all right, uh, gentlemen, I need you to secure this floor, make sure there's no other passengers that leave this floor. I am taking control of uh, of this situation under the law of the Sheriff's Office of Freedom City and my position as a marshal for such a sheriff's office. And if any of you wants to question my authority, well, you're going to have to send an LRC when we get to Wilburton. Unless you think, and she pushes her uh, uh, jacket back and she goes, unless you think you have more control here than I do right now. And she looks at all three of them, and they, like, kind of itch a little bit at it, like, as she's maybe laid down some form of a challenge. And then uh, uh, and then they're all like, yes, ma'am. And they uh, they seem to defer to the one guard who, who shut the door, who was, like, here already. Uh, and he goes, yes, ma'am. You are secure the floor. Uh, uh, make sure there's no other passengers. Uh, if it's all the same to you, Marshal, I would like to get the the owner of this uh, ship down here uh, to oversee the situation. And she goes, well, go on and get the damn man then. And he, uh, he walks off. And she turns to you and she goes, I'm, 
I'm sorry, Patience. Um, uh, are you are you staying on this floor? I my room is just down there. Ah, uh, well, well, if you would be so kind as to wait here, uh, uh, while we while I have a conversation uh, with the uh, with the owner of the boat, uh, while uh, I try to get my head around what the damn hell happened here, uh, I need you to not leave this hallway. You understand? Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Donna Kane. We met the other day. I don't know if you remember. I do remember. Yeah. All right. All right. Excellent. I know. I know. I can. <laughs> I can be. Uh, you know. It's, thank you. And she. <laughs> uh, and she goes. If a, if if a fella comes here with a fancy dress and a cigar, uh, asking about the marshal, you, you can send him into this room. I'm gonna go in here and look around. Do you want help? <laughs> Buddy well, I, well, uh, I didn't want you to see. It looked a little gruesome in there. I don't know if you got a look in there. I didn't want, I don't know what your sensibilities are. I, I didn't want to put you in such a position. I've, uh, I've seen dead people before. <laughs> Uh, you can roll blend to try to seem, uh, to kind of like continue on, uh, she seems to have a perception, perception of you as a trustworthy person, uh, based on her drunken memories of hanging out with you on the top deck. When I pickpocketed her. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pickpocket her. You, she asked you to reach in and grab her. Oh, you right, investigated her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just also felt that she had a Marshall badge at that time. Uh, you are up against an eight. Okay. Um, I have two hits. Okay, you have two net successes. So she goes, well, uh, I suppose an another set of eyes would be helpful. I, And she, like, the sway comes back just a little bit. She goes, I have been at the at the, the saloon in the, in the casino for a short period of time. Nothing to... <laughs> Nothing to uh, uh, inhibit my judgment of a scene or a situation, but perhaps a fresher pair of eyes would be useful in this situation. If I don't mean to impose. No, no, no. I'd like to help. All right, then. We'll leave the door ajar for the man who comes down here to see what's what. And, uh, and meanwhile, we'll, we'll investigate the body in the room and see if there's anything that uh, seems amiss. I appreciate your help, Patience. You seem like a good person. You do too. She doesn't seem to know what to say about that. She just goes, well. Should we look in the... In we go, I guess. Okay. Try not to get too much blood on you. And she uh, opens the door. <laughs> And there's uh, Salvador sprawled out on the bed, throat cut. The bed is soaked with his blood. Um, uh, it doesn't look like there is much of a struggle. It looks like he was killed in his sleep. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, if you want to, um, I guess you you and uh, Donna Kane can teamwork test an, uh, an observed test. I'll, I'll help her because she's probably much better at observing than I am. Maybe you can get rid of the negative she has from drinking a lot of alcohol. Being drunk. 
Hey, that's not bad. Um, I got uh, two hits, seven tie. Okay. Sweet. Okay, so you guys start looking around. Uh, meanwhile, up in the poker room, uh, Kinsey, you see a security guard, not one of the two that left, but a different security guard um, uh, coming towards you. Uh, he kind of gives you an eye as he walks by you towards the uh, uh, into the um, poker room. I don't know if you like stop him or say anything as he does. Uh, I suppose I'll I'll stop him. I'm trying to give uh, I'm trying to give Roland a bit of time alone with uh, with our new gentleman friend. So I suppose I'll I'll try and stop him at the door and say, "Oh, sure. Excuse me. Can I help you?" Uh, yeah there there will have been a little bit of time where roland and um uh uh francis are are alone in that room there's still two security guards down at the other end um and there's a moment like after after everyone leaves and kinsey posts up francis is like um frank to the uh uh bartender uh, maybe you uh go ahead and uh, turn in for the night. We can make do with our, for ourselves for the rest of the night. Maybe it's uh, better for you to uh, to go back to your quarters. Thank you, Mr. Calderon. I'll take you up on that. And uh, Frank leaves. Uh, so it's just you and Francis. And uh, he kind of glances towards Kinsey. He goes, your man's uh, uh, quick to be uh, of use, it looks like. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite the capable sort. Um, so listen, you and I, I think we understand each other reasonably well. I'm not an in insurance. <laughs> no. He sits there. He, he like is mid sip, doesn't like hesitate, finishes his drink, sits down, and goes, "You don't say." <laughs> I know. Shocking it must be. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, Kinsey for 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 all his his many skills um, is occasionally a bit quick on the trigger, if you know what I mean. And um, you mentioned being unhappy with our predicament, and uh, you know I can't really give you all the details. Um, that that much I am being honest about, and it's. Believe me, it's not because I don't like or trust you. It's it's really just... I just can't. Um, we are somewhat involved with uh, Mr. Olsen, and if you've got a way out of that involvement, I'm interested to hear your proposal. Well, without more details, uh, it ain't like I got just a, a way to spirit you away. I mean, I got money, I got resources, but ain't nothing for free. Uh, I'm not... I suppose I'm putting you in a rather difficult position. I'm sort of asking you to give up a bit of your position um, on faith, really. Mm. Um, I don't need you to spirit us away. I don't need you to buy us out of anything. We are involved in a business business deal that does require uh, Mr. Alston, and he has made every every step of the way much more difficult and unpleasant than it needs to be. Mm. And I suspect, 
I hate to say it, I suspect he does not have my best interests at heart. From what I understand, there's very few people Salvador looks after more than himself. That a uh, commotion down a deck or up a deck. Uh, that wouldn't happen to be part of your business with Austin, would it? Because that, my good friend, he takes a big puff of his cigar, would put us at odds. I do not like drama on my boat. Honest to God, I swore no schemes while I was on this riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, go ahead and roll a manipulate test. Uh, you are up against a nine. Uh, I've got a ten. Uh, just one net success? Just the one. He sits back and, uh, and goes, Well, I don't know what you want me to tell you, Roland. I don't like that the family uses my boat for business, but I ain't one to stand up to the family, especially not the Gatti family, whom I have to pay taxes, extra taxes to, just to own this boat. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm really not asking you to do anything that puts yourself or this boat, this boat is excellent, by the way, just a, Truly wonderful boat. I don't want you to put it at risk at all. I just... I think you've got a pretty good read on me, and I can do a lot with very little. But the more I know about where I stand, the more I can do with less. Well, like I said, I do like you. I like a man who, who can uh, surprise me. Sitting across the table. You uh, didn't take you too long to find a, a chink in my armor. And I believe that a man like that has plenty of uses for really anyone who's looking for any amount to work. Now, between you and uh, Mr. McCharlotte there in the hall, I feel like uh, you're the, the uh, beginnings of a very strong team. Uh, I don't have any work that I need done currently, per se. But should you find yourself in uh, a situation where all you need is some cash and some influence to get you over or get you through the gate or get you into... Uh, an area where you're feeling a little more comfortable? Well, I can make that happen. But you'll have to owe me. I'm comfortable with that arrangement. Alright. Then the palm is open. As it were. And uh, you can uh, reach out and take just as much as you're willing to pay back in service. That sounds great. Now, I, that was like, somebody just like tripped and hit the head or something, right? That's... <laughs> uh, at that moment, uh, <laughs> uh, the guard's like, can, can you help me? I, I don't have time for this. I need to talk to Mr. Calderon. And he moves past you into the, into the poker room. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, 
pardon me. Mr. Calderon, I'm sorry, is he with you? And Francis leans back, looks at Roland, looks at Kin uh, Kinsey, looks at the guard, and goes, he most certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, the the guard like kind of stops a little like sheepishly and goes, my apologies, sir. I suppose it's quite all right this time. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he turns back to Francis and goes, uh, sir, I, I, he kind of looks at Roland and Kenzie again, then looks back at Francis. He goes, Colin, please do spit it out. We are amongst friends. And uh, Colin goes, there's been a murder. Mr. Uh, Alston has, uh, well, he's been killed, sir. Francis sits there for a second, blinks a couple times. I'm sorry, Turns... what What did you say? <laughs> can, you, can you repeat that? <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sal Salvador Alston, he's, uh, he's in, he's in room, he's in one of the rooms down, or up there, uh, he, well, he, he was killed. Uh, looks like possibly in his sleep. Uh, and, and and there's a marshal there, uh, uh, Mr. Calderon, and uh, she's well. She's requested your uh, uh, your presence at the scene. And Francis goes, <laughs> Donna Kane. She has been to this boat a few times. Uh, did or did you uh, have the audacity to imply that Donna Kane did not have uh, jurisdiction? In these parts, uh, sir, she was not receptive to such talk. <laughs> <laughs> and Francis smiles and he goes, "I could have spared you the trouble, uh, Colin, if you just did come uh, come to talk to me, uh, Mister McCharlotte, Roland. Uh, seems that uh." I need to conduct some business on my boat. Um, seems like our festivities have come to an end. I suggest you uh, retire to your quarters while I investigate this murder of this mysterious Mr. Alston, he says pointedly at Roland. I just... I can't believe it. His room was so close to, to ours, Kinsey. That could, that could have been us. Francis uh, rubs his head for a second, and he goes, Mr. Colin, if you would go secure the hallway uh, in uh, ahead of me, um, I'll be right behind you. Uh, you two, uh, go and check on the other uh, uh, quarters. Make sure no one is uh, having uh, too much of a hysterical fit on account of the screams in the other uh, quarters. I need to have a quick word with my new friends here alone. And the guards uh, kind of step out. Colin seeming a little hesitant. Uh, Mr. Caldera and I, and uh, just like one quick look, Francis looks at him, and then Colin goes, Yes, sir. Walks out. And uh, Francis goes, Shut the door, Mr. McCharlotte, if you would. Oh, of course. And he does so. <laughs> Roland Kinsey I need to know 
right now. Did you plot a murder on my boat? I told you I swore. No schemes. He did. I was there. I witnessed. Listen. Like, there. Think about it. In what world does it make any sense to plot the murder of a man I've just indebted myself to you to escape the clutches of? And then, and then, have it occur while I am still negotiating said escape from clutches and indebtment. <laughs> I have been a part of too many grifts to assume that a man in my position can see the whole picture from my vantage. So, you'll excuse me for not having the faith to just assume. Well, you know, I understand. Trust but verify. Mr. Kinsey! Is you notice that... anything out in that hall that seems suspicious? Uh, well, other than your rude head of security, I would say not. <laughs> Colin, he ain't head of security. He's actually a relative newcomer. Lowest on the totem pole. Uh, well, that would make sense, then. Indeed. Well, can't expect everyone to know that I've just made random close bosom friends with uh, two relative new strangers to the boat. But alas, duty calls. You said y'all was standing Yeah, actually, I was sort of trying to provide um, groundwork for my, my shock uh, at, at Mr. Alston's death to your now I know not head of security. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we were staying quite close to him. Well, I suppose the two of you should retire to your quarters. You may need to speak to good old Donna Kane as she investigates this murder. That makes sense. Um, yeah, Kenzie, let's, I guess we're... We're all walking Yeah, we're going the same way. No. It'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> we could wait, or, or you could wait, or... <laughs> Let's just walk together. It's, it's just fine. Um, meanwhile, in the room with the corpse of Salvador Alston, um, Pax, you're looking around. So is Donna Kane. Uh, uh, one thing uh, uh, you're able to kind of... Uh, Figure out really quickly, like, no struggle, definitely killed in bed. Throat slit cleanly. Um, uh, the only sign of a struggle you see is it seems like as he was bleeding out, he managed to, like, pull a hatchet out from, like, under the, his side pillow. Um, he's got, got it in his hand, and, like, the, that pillow is kind of thrown over. Like, maybe he took a swing, uh, but um, uh, there's, like, no blood on the hatchet that you can see. Um, so it doesn't look like he hit anything with the swing. Uh, and then he, like, you know, seemed to bleed out. Um, but his, like, fist is still clutched on the hatchet. And uh, Donna looks around and goes, God damn. All right, well, don't look like uh, there was any sort of a fight, so whoever got in, uh... But hey, strange. Did, you, did that door still latch? Uh, I'll, I'll check. 
and like you're able to check and it, it's the door is fine and there's no sign of like it being picked or anything like that you can actually with your skills in lock picking and your uh assistance of donna kane you're able to kind of convey that to her that like it doesn't seem like the lock's been tampered with at all and she nods that and goes strange so either this uh man was uh or woman no, no, this man here. <laughs> was uh, lax with his security, which uh, the kind of people I've met who are likely to get their throats cut at night without, and she, she looks around, any thievery. They don't tend to leave their doors just unlocked. That don't make no sense to you, does it, Patience? No. Don't make no sense to me either. This here's some kind of revenge killing or or something. They didn't take nothing. And they had a way in that weren't kicking the door through or picking a lock. Interesting. And she like rummages around a little bit. She reaches in uh uh in his pocket and uh uh and she goes, hmm. And pulls out so, uh, uh, her hand and like looks in it and then uh, goes hmm what is it strange and she sets down two spurs uh, on uh, uh, the bedside table and they look like they've been painted red not like with blood just like with paint and she goes well uh, I can't say I've seen anything like that before in my life. Uh, who goes to sleep with a couple... Is, a, is this a religious thing? I don't... I don't know. Strange to go to bed with a couple spurs in your pocket, let alone a couple painted red, right? Yep. Hmm. All right. So, work with me here, Pax. Man comes in. Not Pax. Work with me here, Patience. Um... Man or woman comes in, has a way in that ain't picking a lock or kicking in the door, slits this here man's throat, leaves a couple spurs in his pocket, unless this is him doing that, but I ain't ever heard of no one sleeping with uh, no good luck charm or nothing like that. Um... Could it be... No idea is a bad idea. Patience, just spit it out. <laughs> like, sending a message? That's kind of what I was thinking. Are there any windows in this room? Uh, no. There are no windows? Okay. Not on this one. Is there an adjoining door or, like, closet to the wall? So the woman is super suspicious to me now? Uh, no, no. There's no connecting wall. They're actually on opposite sides of a hallway. Oh. Um, and, and, like, you and Donna are able to kind of verify, like, nothing is amiss throughout the rest of the room. Except the fact that, like, there's another hatchet in with his other stuff. She goes, damn, this man likes an axe. It's a little terrifying. <laughs> um... Really? 
He's a big fellow for sure. Look, if I was going to kill a man like him who seems to have an axe fetish of some kind, I'd probably be tempted to sneak in in the middle of the night as well. At least we know that. The killer is clever. <laughs> maybe, maybe they talked their way in. What? Sang him a lullaby, put him into bed? Maybe they promised more than that? The other side of the bed's still tucked in. They must have done a real good job of turning that down. Yeah. No, I, th- I don't think they were here for the night. I don't think they was company. Um, they could have stolen keys. That's fair. And then at that point, uh, the door, like, Elisa, like, tap, 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 tap. Uh, when you guys get down to the hallway with Francis, he uh, uh, makes he like says, "Of course, I'll be dealing with uh, whatever's happened over there. Uh, you can retire to your chambers. Thank you for the good chat and the and the fun game of poker. Enjoy your stay on the Merriweather." Thanks very much. Uh, good luck with your whatever's going on down there. Uh, hopefully, there's not too much of a mess. Uh, and he like surprise there is he like nods to you and then goes uh walking down and then yeah tap tap to tap tap on the door creaks it open he goes marshall kane and she goes calderon there's been a murder in your boat (laughs) and he goes and he goes yes i can see (laughs) (laughs) wasn't you, was it? And she goes, of course it wasn't me, you damn... <laughs> Someone here broke in. These You gotta check your guards' keys, for one. Get all your... Round up all your guards and see if any of them's missing their keys, because cause someone done come in here. They didn't pick the lock, they didn't kick down the door, they slit this man's throat in his bed, and, and, and Salvador, or, and, and Francis, if I'm if not mistaken, that man there is uh Salvador Oster. <laughs> <laughs> and Francis goes, Well, I'll be damned, it is Salvador Austin now, ain't it? And uh leans over and goes, Who's your friend? This here is Patience, and I've deputized her in this investigation. No, no. I said Just something. I said something that made Siri think I said Siri. <laughs> okay, that's back to normal. Um. Okay, and I've deputized her in this investigation. She helped me piece together what happened here. And Francis raises up his hands and goes, "Well, pleasure to make your acquaintance, Patience." I'm Francis Calderon. Uh, this here is my boat. It's a very nice boat. He shakes your hand, uh, and he goes, Marshal, uh, I will go ahead and round up my uh, my men and women with the keys. And uh, um, here, uh, Sakim, he says. And uh, the, uh, the, the janitor um, comes out of the hall. He goes, yes, Mr. Calderon. 
uh, do me a favor. Round up uh, everyone. Make sure uh, all the keys are accounted for. Uh, someone got into this here room, and we want to eliminate uh, uh, any of our people. And uh, he nods and, and goes, right away, Mr. Caldero. And uh, he goes off. And he goes, anything else, Marshal or Deputy? Oh, um, no, no, yes, no, no, <laughs> maybe. And I'll look over to, uh... <laughs> Both Marshall Kane and Francis Calderon are looking at you with very similar expressions, like... <laughs> like... I had a question. Do you know about the woman across the hall? Do you know about her? Well, if I were to rack my brain and you know think back to the manifest of this ship and uh who was staying and what <laughs> oh my god he said the name of the game uh, <laughs> who who was uh uh who was staying and what well if i'm not mistaken that room over there is uh rented to an emmeline yang Business room and a woman uh, based out of uh, uh, Freedom City does business throughout the garden. Uh, decorations, in fact. Uh, I, I have bought a piece or two for the poker room from her. Okay. Why do you ask? So there was, when I was younger i had a friend and they would take a thing and then use it and then put it back so that if them using it if they if so if they if, if they got caught or that that they that thing had been used it wouldn't be them that was caught so like um like my mom's like makeup or something, right? My friend would take it and then put it like in my room so that it what I would get in trouble. And she was here and she saw and there was a like commotion and she's the one who screamed. And um, if the keys are all accounted for, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the that it's your people. Uh, Donna is like listening and goes, so she was the one who saw the body first? She's the one who screamed. I don't know if um, the, well, the then, gentleman I with the car. If it's all the same to you, I, I, I don't really get what you was getting at with the, the, the makeup and the whatnot. <laughs> but but I should. I'm gonna go ask her a few questions, kind of get what she knows leading up to finding the, the body. Uh, so uh, I'll I'll be back. And uh, 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 deputy, she says like with like an air of like yeah, uh, deputy uh, uh, patience. If uh, if you have any, uh, 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 she she can act in my stead. 
Mr. Calderon. She, she, uh, uh, has my, uh, carries my proxy. She points to you like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, uh, she goes, all right. And she like pats you on the shoulder and leans in. She goes, don't do nothing too crazy. Just come talk to me with whatever you find out. Okay. Pats you on the shoulder and goes, proxy. And like walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Knocks on the door and she goes, uh, takes off like her, her hat and goes, uh, Miss Yang, is it? I'd like to come in and ask you a few questions, uh, if if you're feeling up to it. Yes, of course. I, 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 this is all so terrible. And then the door shuts. Let me take a grip for excellent role play. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and now Francis is kind of standing there awkwardly with uh, with you, uh, Pax. Any further questions, or I suppose orders? Since it seems like uh, the law has commandeered my uh, my shit for the time being. Oh, um, might I suggest we talk to the other passengers on this uh, this here floor while we wait for the keys to be accounted for? Yes. All right. We should probably lock this room. So, if we're leaving it, can, right. you, can you do that? Do you, do you have the keys? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they're bringing all the keys. So, we'll just keep an eye until they bring all the Cards keys. are right outside. They'll make sure no one comes in. And he, uh, Pat, he moves his cigar over to his left hand. And there you go. And he reaches out like an elbow to you. And I'll I'll take it. And as you guys are like walking out into the hallway, he goes, "Uh, "Deputy Patience, is this uh, your first time investigating a crime?" Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if it's a lie. I was trying to think of if we'd done it before, but I don't think we have. So, Um, uh, yes. Mm. Well, uh, I apologize for the marshals uh, thrusting you into into this position, but I believe between the two of us, uh, we can uh, uh, help the marshal along and make sure we figure out exactly what happened. I will assure you, I am not a fan of uh, any death, let alone deaths on my boat. Uh, so let's go on down here to these uh, uh, to these rooms and check on the other. Uh, patrons and see if any of them noticed anything out of the ordinary let's start with uh he goes over to roland and kinsey uh like your guys's room and uh, uh I, I do want to say as we you know left francis and we walked back to the room i did say to kinsey probably as we were going into the room and the door closed you know i i promised i i wouldn't do any schemes and i'm gonna stick to that but you have no idea how much fun and it would be and, and how much I have always wanted to pretend to be, you know, like a, a private detective and sort of like, <laughs> a, you know, a, a, a contained area murder investigation. There's a bunch of really good books about it. It just seems like a lot of fun. 
had like a whole character that's just sort of prepared, ready to go, in the chamber. And now I'll never get to use it. <laughs> would, it would it help you if you, uh, if you told me your character's name? No, it's got to come out organically, Kinsey. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, that's fair. Uh, I understand. Well, hopefully um, you'll get to uh, investigate another crime in the future. Yeah, you know what? We'll get on a train sometime, and yes. someone will get killed there. I'm it'll, sure. It'll be great. I'll kill someone if you need to. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> tap, 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 tap on the door. <laughs> uh, yes, hello. <laughs> uh, you open up the door, and Francis Calderon is there, arm in arm with Pax. And uh, he says, Gentlemen, this here is... Uh, Deputy patients, newly deputied by Marshal Kane down the way. Um, patients, these two fine folk are Roland and Kinsey. Hi. We made friends over a nice game of cards and quite a few drinks. And he unhooks his arm from yours. And uh, he goes, if it's all the same to you, Roland and Kinsey, deputy... Uh, may we talk inside your... He kind of glances over and he goes, Quarters? Sure, that makes sense. By all means. He walks in and it's... If that's all right with you, deputy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever puts you at ease. Uh, and he walks in it's a little cramped uh, with, uh, with the four of you. And I, as the door shuts, he goes, Huh. You know, I... I haven't spent much time in these rooms, and uh, I feel like I need to apologize. <laughs> I was lying when I said our accommodations were wonderful. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do about that. I'm going to put this out. There is not much ventilation in here. <laughs> <laughs> Please sit on my cot. I'll stand. That's all I'm saying. He puts his fingers together, dips his head, and he goes, Roland and Kinsey. I may have lied a little bit. Oh. I have a bit more of an inkling about what goes on on my boat than I let on originally. You don't, Ain't, ain't a moment that we leave shore where I don't review the manifest to make sure there ain't no one on board that I'm not comfortable with. And I do now recall that this room was booked for three. You seemed like you were on a roll. I didn't want to listen. Nice. I know, I know how good it can be to, you know, deliver a grand reveal. I won't interrupt you. Finish. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Roland. You already did. I Two know. male names, one female name, and now there is a man murdered just down from this room, down the hall from this room, and Donna Kane has been. Uh, well, made a, a a new friend, conveniently, of uh, patience here. Mm. Now, I don't mean to imply anything untoward. I do believe I got a good read of the two of you. A uh, less astute man might think something is amiss here. Some scheme of sorts. Uh, I'll, I'll turn to Roland and I say, I thought you talked to him. 
I left you so you could talk to him. I, I waited until Donna Kane was gone so you could talk. You do not talk to him about. No, uh, Kinsey, this is. We we all understand each other here. We this is, this is how people like me talk to each other. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. I have been I, confused by you a time or two. I can respect the notion of leaving a card unturned, but if we're going to be friends, Roland. I need to know I can trust you. Patience, is it? Yes. You mind telling me your relationship to Mr. Hollis and Mr. McCharlotte here? Uh, I believe that we are passengers together on this ship. Roland? She your friend? She in the insurance business? <laughs> she is as much in the insurance business as I am. All right. Uh, Patience, is that is that your is that your real name? Yes. All right. If uh uh were to continue here, I need to know one very important thing. Did you do a murder on my boat? <laughs> if I did, if I had, you wouldn't have found it until I was well and far away. I'm dealing with a professional then. Patience, I feel like uh, uh, you've been caught, presumably unawares. Um, Roland and Kinsey and I, uh, we have become bosom friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Roland, uh, I've made it clear to him that uh, should you need any support in whatever it is you find yourself in with the likes of Salvador Alston, rest in peace or whatever, um... A man like me could be of assistance if you're willing to pay me back in service or otherwise. So, <laughs> we're all. I'm sorry, did I say something funny? Oh my goodness. Roland. I swear, I. No schemes. It is. Much to my shock as well that this seems to keep happening. <laughs> layers upon layers upon layers of this keeps happening. We don't need to be indebted to another person. Well, don't lump me in with this the likes person? of Salvador Alston and the, and the family. We were... You know, I don't... Sorry. This is a lovely boat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know you. <laughs> Here's the thing, Roland. An escape plan? You didn't even talk to me about it? Kinsey, you went along with this? I was... To be fair, until um, Alston was murdered, it was more of like the beginnings of building a road towards an escape plan, and I was going to loop you in at the earliest possible convenience. And then it sort of became um, 
the earliest possible convenience now. I couldn't leave his side. I mean, uh, going to get you, I mean, that could have aroused any sort of suspicion from any of the many people who do not like might just, just telling just the for truth. a minute. Hold on. Wait, Did you just tell a minute. The whole just a whole. Truth? Can we? Everyone should stop talking. <laughs> Francis. Oh, yes. I would. I would be just so greatly in your debt if I could have the room with my associates for a moment. I think... Just me, not them. Me in your debt, not them. I, I will literally owe you one, a real one, if I could have ten minutes to just talk to my friends alone. While I... No, he's... Yeah, he goes... He goes well, it is incredibly generous. I may have offered to let you have the room regardless, but you know me. I don't leave chips on the table if I can take them. So, yes, you owe me one. I'll go talk to the fine gentleman across the hall. Just wait, no. Just wait in the hall for me, won't you? Seeing as I have her proxy. <laughs> as you wish, deputy, he says, tipping his hat to you. And he steps out. So, tensions are high. I... No, I... Listen, you... Admittedly, 11 days. You know me to be at least competent enough in survival that I told him exactly as much as he needed to know to provide us with a possible way out of, um... Let's, you know, the, the current predicament we're in. I... I... <laughs> I look over at Kinsey, um, which is not very much. He didn't need to know very much. Miguel is going to kill us. We can't get the guns without Alston. Well, then I think Miguel is going to kill whoever killed Alston. Not that we know that, uh by any stretch of the imagination, it could certainly kill us. I think that's a valid point. He doesn't need us anymore. We don't know what orders he's been given by, by, uh, oh, you know, what's his name? The leader of the Dead Man's Gang. Rufus. What's his name? <laughs> Rufus. As I said, Rufus Nash. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, Kinsey. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to keep track of all the people we've given us. There's a lot of people in the game. No, there are a lot of people. It's not easy. Well, we're meeting one of them when we disembark. And if Miguel is dead and Alston is dead, we are in trouble. If only Alston is dead and one of us is alive while the rest of us are dead, the only reason that we're alive is because he'll want Rufus to kill one of us. We are all about to die unless this gets solved. I guess it's a good thing I made friends with the person who can get us answers on this boat, then. <laughs> that is a fair point. Well done. Point rolling. <laughs> Seriously? 
I'm, I'm only calling him as I see him. I am an impartial referee. No, you're not. That's not how conversations work, Kinsey. <laughs> Everything is a game if you try hard enough. Listen, I promise you, I have not operated on this ship without our continued survival at, at heart. That is true. He could have left me to the wolves, and he didn't. Granted, I think there was a misunderstanding of sorts and that, uh, something I didn't communicate very well, but he could have left me to the wolves. Very true. I left for like an hour. What <laughs> happened? I just, I played poker for a bit. I only and had we, alcohol as well. I, you know, I made a friend. I'm, you know, I'm a personable guy. I make friends easily. I won't apologize for that. I didn't ask you to. Good, I wouldn't. I agree that we should solve the murder, certainly before we get to uh, uh, the next landing, right? Shouldn't we? I agree on that point. I, I think as far as trusting uh, Mr. Caldero, and I'm not sure that we need to come to a conclusion on that just quite yet. But for the moment, we need, to, we need him to talk to everybody on the boat to solve the murder. Is that not right? Why? He's just the owner of the boat. Right, but he does have access to uh, the staff. I mean, he, he can get answers from them that perhaps your deputy would not. I'm not... Also, I'm the deputy. Way, just I'm also, the deputy. Whatever, the, the marshal or whatever. I'm not... I don't care about the, the, the laws of the... Can the I just say... I mean... Excellent work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we should answer it. I'll go answer it then. May I? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Right, I will. Thank you. We finally agree on something. That's very nice. Love this crew. Hello! <laughs> Fra Francis is there. He's lit up another cigar. And he goes, The keys have returned. Uh, deputy? The Marshal calls. Thank you, gentlemen, for answering my questions. You're welcome, Deputy. If there's anything else you need, please don't hesitate to ask. I won't. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, Donna is outside just a few paces away from Francis. Uh, the door slides shut and she goes, what about that one? pointing towards uh, the, sh the room Miguel's in. And Francis goes, I had a chat with the man, and uh, he, well, he's been sleeping this whole time. Uh, uh, so, nothing to report there. And she goes, all right, well, according to your man, Sakim, all the keys are accounted for. Everyone has them. And, uh, also, I happened to find a hook and a rope hanging off the, uh, port side of the ship. Maybe our murderer swam aboard and has left, has since left. 
Did you find like a trail of footprints that were wet? From the <laughs> close this door. Uh, did we not close this door? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Kinsey as the door closes. That's you'd like. That seems like the first thing you would look for, right? Like footprints <laughs> from the water. <laughs> Sorry, I did not hear anything if that was directed at me. It kind of glitched out for a second. Oh, I was just saying, as they closed the door on the two of us, I would turn to Kinsey and say, I mean, you'd, you'd look for footprints, right? That's just sort of someone swam up from the river. <laughs> I don't think you know very much about tracking, do you, my friend? So putting two and two together, I have I have a feeling a, a murderer might no longer be a bore. So, uh, uh, with was your, it wet? uh, the, well, the floor? Where yes. the rope was, it was wet? Yes. There's a big old puddle of water right by it. How did they get in there? What about your story with the makeup? I get it. You grab the keys and then put them back. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good solve. Then you've done it. Uh, I went ahead, uh, Mr. Calderon, and uh, instructed your man, Sakim. Uh, to remove the body from the quarters and uh, uh, put it in the cold storage so that it can be given to the uh, uh, to the undertaker at Wilberton. And uh, Francis goes, that sounds fine by me. All of this mess is being uh, unseemly. I appreciate your assistance thus far, Marshal, uh, with, uh, with solving this case. He says, giving a glance towards, uh, uh, towards Pax. In such a quick and concise manner. Seems like a drink is in order. <laughs> Donnie goes, well, just doing my duty. Uh, and, um, Calderon goes, of course. You can uh, have the run of the bar at the casino uh, for the rest of the trip to Wilburton. You drink free, Marshal, for your service. And she nods at that and uh, uh, starts walking away. Then Francis turns to you, Pax, and goes, There's one problem with all this. That, uh, them coins I saw on the desk. You happen to find them in, uh, Salvador's pocket? Uh, she did, yeah. Hmm. Well, I've had uh, the misfortune of having dealings with the family from time to time, and that is a signature, um, message from, uh, the Gatti family. 
they uh, they primarily operate out of Alanistead, and uh, well, if you uh, anger them, they'll uh, take your life and leave those two coins as a message to any of your associates uh, to let you know that uh, you ain't no friend of the family no more. Kind of an excommunicado situation. I'm just going to reach across the hall and open the door to Kinsey and Roland. Excommunicated, you said? <laughs> yes. Wow. If I were to venture a guess, I'd say Salvador may have uh, run afoul of the Gatti family paid the price and depending on your level of association with the gentleman you may uh, be uh, in danger as well didn't you say the Olstons were uh, loyal to the Kowalski family or did I misunderstand yeah I don't know the exact arrangement mm. but Alston, while vouched for by the Kowalski family, does do a little bit of business in Gati territory. Well, it's not unknown for the family to uh, rub each other's shoulders from time to time. Could this the, be the beginning of a family war, then, of sorts, between the two? Well, seems unlikely. Mm. It either is or it ain't. There's no in-between here, because... Uh, Gatti, putting those coins in his pocket, they claim the kill. So the Kowalskis would know. Now, I don't know the the exact weather between those two particular families. But, uh, more like, unless they're looking to start a war, Gatti probably got permission. It, it ain't like the family to start a war, especially not with someone as a low end, uh, low caliber as a Salvador Alston, <laughs> rest in whatever. Would you? Would you mind? Could, could I have a spur? Sure. I I just don't have any right now. I can pay you. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go buy a tall glass, like a highball glass of vodka. Okay. And I'm gonna bring yeah. it to... Well, first you go up to the casino bar to get a highball glass of vodka. Donna's behind the bar. Nice. <laughs> yes. the bar right? Oh yeah, I forgot about it. I didn't know about that, so that's why. Right. And she's taking a swig from the bottle and you come in and she goes, <laughs> Deputy! Uh, though I suppose it's uh, more appropriate to say, uh, uh, patience now, the de deputizing was temporary for the duration of the case, of course. Of course. Um, Thank you. It was an honor. Oh, um, well, it was more of a way to stick it to those fellas that was trying to pull weight over me. Uh, no, no offense or nothing. You did, you done great. Um, Thank you. But it seems, uh, uh, I have the run of the bar and, uh, what, what can I get you, miss? You drink for free until uh, Calderon says otherwise. Um, could I have a highball glass of vodka? Absolutely. 
I know how to make that one. Yeah. Sets down in a glass and just pours straight vodka in it. Amazing. And uh, she sets it down. And as you go to grab the glass, she kind of like just sobers up a little bit as you go to go for it. She goes, what was that you said about the water by the hook and the rope? If if there was if there were wet footprints by the you didn't I don't recall you saying footprints just if there was water and I said yes but now I come here and I start to think on it a little bit there was only a puddle almost as if someone just kind of put some water there I didn't see no trail or nothing. It just kind of was there. Um. Hmm. But hey. Yeah. What do I know? I, I mean, uh, they could have dried off their feet before they went aboard, right? I mean, all the keys was accounted for, and uh, it wouldn't be kind of crazy for someone to give up a cushy gig like this. Um, yeah. So, as as my good friend Pax has gone off to talk to um, the marshal, I, you know what, Kinsey? Maybe I don't know anything about tracking someone down, but, I, you know, I think you're wrong, okay? And I'm not going to let it go. I want to go see this. I want to go see this hook in this puddle in this water because it's weird. If you got out of the river and you walked onto a boat, you would leave a trail. I don't understand it. <laughs> and now I can think of nothing else. <laughs> We're going to the puddle. Well, I, I suppose we should. Uh, you, you will need me around, I assume. <laughs> so you go walking off and Francis is like, well, I suppose I'm coming along as well. <laughs> Francis, have you got one of those excellent cigars? I do prefer pipes. There's just something about the ones that you gave me. They are top quality. You can only get these in Markham's Landing. Um, but he slides out one. He goes, I don't give these away for free often. So next one will cost you. Yeah, understood. Well, thank you very much uh, for this one. You know, I'm not so willing to give away my favors as uh, some people. <laughs> I feel like I got I got what I needed out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so you walk to the hook, and much like um, uh, Donna Kane is uh, remembering now, it's just a puddle of water right by the hook. Sure. Okay, but see, like, this doesn't even go over the edge, even. Like, right? Because if you got, if you climbed over, the water would, would come all the way up over the railing with you. It's not how... Yes, yes. Well, obviously, they grabbed a towel and sort of dried it off a little bit and forgot to dry off the puddle on the ground. Where's the towel? I'm okay, so around. you're positing a murder. A murderer who coordinated themselves to swim through sandcrawler-infested waters, climb onto a riverboat in motion, got onto said boat, toweled themselves off, said, nah, I don't need to cover up this bit of water. This bit of water is fine. And they went, did a murder, came back, put on their wetsuit again, saw the puddle a second time, and said, <laughs> I don't need to cover that at all, and then jumped back in the river. 
You make a fair amount of sense, I must say. <laughs> I have to say, that seems like a bit of a far-fetched uh, way to do a murder. It is, it is, it is far-fetched. I'm not going that far to fetch it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Pax, Donnie goes, But hey, uh, the job's done, right? I ain't even my jurisdiction, like they said. So... So while, uh, how bad would it be for me to take the win and, uh, and celebrate here? I ain't, I ain't overlooking nothing yet. If, if you feel good about it, that's what's important. <laughs> well, I would not feel good about it. I feel great. I feel great. I have run to the bar for my hard work, off duty, I might add, no pay. <laughs> so I'll take my pay out of here. You know, my salary would buy quite a few drinks if I were to solve a murder up in Freedom City. So I solved a murder here, and I think free drinks for the rest of my time on this boat, as long as it will be. And it seems like just payment from Mr. Calderon, and I feel great about it. Good. Good. You should. Yeah. Well, I do, and I don't need you making me second-guessing the the... Ways I done come to my conclusion. Um. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I shouldn't have. All right. Apology accepted. Here's your vodka. Thanks. Uh, cheers. Cheers. And she takes a drink. Great. But not with as much fervor as she has before. Just like a kind of a little sip and sets it down. Um, I'm gonna take my nightcap to bed. All right then. Okay. Uh, but I'll see you um in the morning. Mayhaps you will. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go downstairs. And um, I'm going to knock on uh, uh, Miss Yang's door. Okay. Seeing uh, my friends all gone when I was going to tell them the story about what I think. But they're not there. <laughs> uh, you knock on Miss uh, Yang's door. There's a slight pause. No answer. It's very late at night. Sure. I'm going to knock again. Tap, uh, tap, tap, tap. At this point, um, Roland, Kinsey, and uh, Cal, uh, Francis, are, are are you two continuing to argue around the puddle, or are you returning back indoors? No, I think I think I found maybe a tiny bit of a moral center <laughs> at, the, at the middle of Roland. And he's he's a bit indignant now at how shoddily this murder's been investigated. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've decided to solve it out of spite. <laughs> so no. upon seeing the puddle, I was okay, so let's come on, let's think through this logically, right? Let's put our heads together. The three of us are smart. Why come here if you're trying to, to cover up a murder? It's because it's probably because it leads Everyone else away from where you are. So what's what's who's staying furthest from here? Hmm. And uh, Francis goes, 
Well, I mean, there's there are other uh, uh, lodgings around the area, but I do have guards that would notice comings and goings that would be uh, considered uh, strange. Uh, I would expect at least one of them to have reported that in the case of a murder, they noticed someone who wasn't staying in this hall moving around. Right, so it's someone on this level, probably all the way at the other end of this hall. So let's go there and see who that is. <laughs> uh, so you knock the second time, Pax, and you see down the hall, the door opens up, and uh, uh, Francis and um, <laughs> Kinsey and, and Roland come walking in, and they you, you two see Pax holding a glass of either water or vodka, hard to tell, uh, knocking on a door that is not Salvador's, but is across the hall from Salvador's. Right, see? Patience knows what's up. Finally, someone, someone putting their head to use on this case. <laughs> no, no answer yet? Uh, the door then slides open. And, uh, Emmeline Yang looks at you. She's in uh, her her nightgown now, uh, kind of clutching it. And she goes, "Yes." I'm sorry it took me so long to get you some water, um, but I I felt so bad. I, I I got pulled away by the marshal, and um, I just you were so upset earlier. Yes, I mean it. It was I. I've. I, I, well, my, in my hysterics, I, I done worn myself out and I decided I would, I would go to sleep. It is quite late, young miss. And then she kind of looks and sees like Roland and Kinsey and like, uh, Francis coming. She goes, I, I'm sorry. Is it, this seems a bit, a bit unseemly. I, I, I do want my rest. I appreciate the water here. I'll, I'll take it. And she like reaches out and grabs the glass from you and she goes, and and I appreciate your concern, but I'm going to turn in for the night. Um, so as she starts to shut the door, I'm just going to be like, I just like put my hand on it and uh, and go, I just want to make sure that you're okay from all the stress of earlier. And she looks and sees you and uh, Roland and Francis and Kinsey all looking at her and she goes, yes. Uh, uh, some rest is doing me good. I'd like to go back to it. Um, is she, like, uneasy, or is she, like, a cool Yeah, am I, am I there at this point? Yeah, you're there. Yeah, you guys have walked up. Cool. I would like to play this player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and roll manipulate, uh, packs. You can roll, uh, discipline. Um, you have a plus two because you already got like a pretty decent read on her. Uh, Kinsey, if you'd like, you could roll discipline to get a read on her as well. Uh, I thought we were going to the the room at the end of the hallway. That's yeah. That's that's. Is what you this got. is that this room? Well, yeah. I still don't see the. I don't think that uh, Roland is right, so I'm not going to help him roll manipulate. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one hit. It's an eleven high. Okay, uh, you guys are up against a nine. Uh, I I have a nine. Okay, 
So both of you have one net success? You know what? No. I have no grit and two net successes as I twist the knife. I'm going to solve this murder out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she seems to be super uneasy with like what is clearly like a quorum of, of like investigators at her door. Um, she, she seems to like, she's definitely being false by saying that she's, she's like, yeah, no, it was terrible, but like, I'm tired now. Goodbye. Like she's trying to get away from you. You're pretty sure she's, uh, she's lying there. And, um, uh, with one net success, uh, packs, you're able to kind of get the notion like she she's more uneasy than someone should be, and she's uneasy not about the murder, right? She's she's feeling like like no 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 I don't like please stop asking me questions. I thought like we were done. She doesn't want she didn't expect you to come back. She was hoping you didn't come back. I'm so sorry, miss. I know it's a very late hour for us to come by, but um, thing is, I I was an associate of of. Well, I, I'm sorry, Francis. I, I I can't think of a way a way around this without without telling her the truth. I'm a private detective hired by uh, Mr. Caldera to run. To run uh, security on this ship, uh, he he suspected perhaps something something was afoot, uh, and thus I I was brought on at the last port to to keep an eye out. And I I'm I'm ashamed to say I, I missed I missed whatever led to 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 Mr. Alston's murder, but I I do swear that that I will find who did this, and I would I just I have to ask you a few questions before I can. Before I can move on. Uh, she, like, kind of shrinks a little bit at that, and she goes, uh, Can I wait till morning? No, um, I, you know, witness testimony is notoriously unreliable after the first 12 hours or so, and it, it only gets worse after after they've slept. It's important to, to, to strike while the iron's hot in a case like this. Well, I, I suppose I can answer a few questions, but I am very tired, sir, and I'd like to keep this brief. I, I totally understand. We won't take up much of your time. Um, as this is a joint investigation with the marshal's office, um, I, I assume you're all right with the deputy joining us. Deputy? <laughs> oh, yes. Were you not aware? Um, Marshal Kane deputized uh, Miss Patience here. She like gulps a little bit and goes, "All right, uh, yeah, that this is fine." And she kind of looks, and uh, Francis goes, "I'll just go and secure the uh, the hall here. Leave you to it." Thank you, uh, Mister Calderon. I I apologize for well for having to reveal your your extra measures. All right, and so uh, uh, Francis goes walking off, and it's just the three of you with uh, Emmeline. 
So, uh, Miss, Miss Yang, um, can you just tell me what exactly you saw and, and what happened? Uh, well, I, I was leaving my room uh, uh, to, to go and, and enjoy the casino for a time. And, well, it was right as uh, that, that man, Sakim, I think his name is, the janitor, uh, he opened that door and, and well, I, I saw what was inside. And he tried to hush me up and told me, you know, to, to, to calm down. And I, I don't imagine why he would he could think I could do such a thing with such a gruesome sight in front of me. You were going to go play games at the casino? Yes. After midnight? Is I'm not sure the casino's hours. Are there not games of chance to be played at that time? How long have you been on the boat? Well, I've taken this boat quite a few times. And you I don't play the casino's hours? Well, I only play the games of chance from time to time. I, I do take this boat down um, uh, towards uh, sunrise. Uh, I'm, I'm in a... What do you uh, decorate? Well, I decorate all sorts of things. Um, uh, paintings, Painting? pottings, yes. Do you have any paintings on the ship? There are some in the cargo hold, yes. I don't understand how this has to do with the murder of the man across are the hall. Are there any paintings me. in the room across the hall that you furnished to the ship? Not that I can think of. Uh, you'd have to ask Mr. Calderon about such things. Uh, he's bought a piece or two from me. I've seen a couple of them in the poker room, but I'm not familiar with all of their locations. That would be under the purview of Mr. Calderon after the purchase. Well, surely surely a decorator like yourself has some input on where, where best to to hang a piece you sell to a client such as Mr. Calderon. Wouldn't you pick the place because it's where the artwork would be best suited? Oh, Mr. Calderon seems to believe he has uh, a site for such things himself. Where do you buy the paintings? In Freedom City. From whom? Various collectors. My client list is confidential. Uh, for for their own purposes. I mean, you're talking to a, a, a deputized marshal here. Of Freedom City. Well, if you would like to come to Freedom City and see my books, I'd be more than happy to show them to you. I don't have no, a client list here in my room with me. What does this have to do with the Where murder of my hall? Traveling to Sunrise to sell my wares. You have an appointment? I Who are do. you meeting? The general store owner down there. What's his name? I'm sorry, am I a suspect here? What is the point of all these questions? We're just trying so to get a you clear don't know picture. No, I, 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 I know the name. It is the Sunrise General what Store. What are they buying? They're buying a painting and a couple pots. What's the prearrangement? How much are you expecting to gain? My client list is confidential. But you just told me it was the general store owner. Right. And if you'd like to tell talk to him once we get to get to sunrise. I want to talk to you. I'm I'm this is unreasonable. These Have you questions. ever been to Glen uh Glenspire? From time to time, yes. 
Do you do painting yourself? No, I'm I I just facilitate deals between collectors. Is your favorite and color red? No way. Was she lying? <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can roll discipline to try to get a read on her when you say no, that. I can't I can't beat her. That's the best roll I've ever rolled with her discipline. It's it's only a five. Okay, uh, it it doesn't seem like that 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 question generally just like perplexed her. It doesn't seem like she like. Like that was like a nail in the coffin thing. Um, you you kind of get the impression that like she doesn't quite know where you're going with that line of questioning. Well, I um, deputy, uh, I think it's clear. Um, it's clear Miss Yang here um, is certainly not in the crosshairs from the Gatti family uh, after your. Your thorough, thorough investigation. Um, she has nothing I, to worry about. I just have one other question. Um, can you identify this brooch? Uh, yeah, she she looks at me and goes, <clears throat> well, that, she looks back towards her nightstand. It was found in the bedroom across the hall. Excuse me? That is, that is false. That cannot be true. I, I take that off every night when I turn in for the evening. Every night when you turn in for the evening? Yes, and it was there by my nightstand last I saw it. Well, if it was there by your nightstand when you turned in for the evening, why were you, why were you heading to the, to the casino? casino? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just, what, well, I, I took it off after I saw the murder. But that's not what he says. Well, I don't know how it got into the room. It, I, maybe, maybe the killer made it into my room. I don't know what you're getting at. And then you guys hear a gunshot. <gasps> um, uh, up, up, uh, up a ways. Uh, Kinsey, go fetch. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, you two stay here. I, I'll go investigate. Good work. Really good watch as I head off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you, you go running off, Kinsey. Um, uh, uh, those of you who are with Emily and she goes, I don't, I, I can't, I just can't. And she shuts the door. Um, I really should get into that room, but can I just say, that made no schemes on this room, but completely worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kinsey, you rush up uh, to the sound of the gunshot, and you run up into the hallway. Francis is just a little bit ahead of you. You're faster than him, so you catch up with him. Uh, and, and he's like, I cannot believe I said I hate drama on my ship. And uh, uh, you get up uh, uh, and and turn a corner, and there is Donna Kane uh, uh, standing with a smoking gun in, uh, over the body of the security guard uh, referred to as Colin, the one who who went past you to get Francis. 
Uh, and she turns and she goes, this man, this man here did the murder. <laughs> this man did the murder, you say? That he did. And she holsters the rifle and she goes, I got to thinking. Uh, they, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Calderon? And he goes, Proxy. turns back to address you Kinsey and goes my deputy had uh, had a a fine notion which was which was the puddle by the hook and I and and uh, the lack of a trail from whence and well I, I couldn't get it out of my head and so I thought I would talk to the guard in charge of watching that area well, uh, I had talked to some of the guards and the janitor, and I knew that Mr. Miller here was the guard who was supposed to be watching that area. So, I come to question him, and he was treating a wound on his arm that I took to possibly be from the head of an axe. Now, you weren't at the scene of the crime, but I assure you there was a man he made an attack with the axe. It's a whole, you can confirm it with my deputy. (laughs) (laughs) So I start questioning the man, and he starts getting a little antsy. And I don't quite buy his story, but I play along. And then I got a little too comfortable, and... I gave him an opportunity to reach for his gun, and he was going to shoot me dead. So I shot him dead. Does it look as though he was reaching for his gun in the position that he's in? Yeah, he's got his gun in his hand. He's got his gun in his hand, and he's going to shoot you. Well, perhaps you should talk to your deputy then, because we have another suspect in the murder uh, apprehended down below decks. What? <laughs> I mean, he's not going anywhere, so you might as well join them. Mr. Calderon, get Sakeem to load this fella up into the cold storage until I can <laughs> until I can send an LRC to Freedom City. I'm so sorry, so sorry about the drama, Mr. Calderon. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. I don't even. I I am reconsidering any kind of deals with. Well, I mean, it weren't you, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Come, come, uh, Marshal, I, I think there's something you ought to see. And, uh, yeah, the Marshal follows you down to where Pax and Roland are standing outside of Emmeline Yang's uh, room. And the Marshal catches you up, man. Like, Colin Miller, he done did the murder, the thing on the arm, and the, the axe. He must have cleaned off the axe. We didn't think of that. He's clever, like I said. Did everyone on this boat conspire to kill Salvador Austin? (laughs) I read that in a book once, and I thought, that's preposterous. That would never happen. And yet... (laughs) Sorry, no, um, this woman is incredibly suspicious. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't have any evidence what what to keep her with. Other than she was the first person to uh, see the body and bring attention to it, I mean... She could have returned the keys. 
And she was very cagey. I mean, they caught her in quite a lie. Very, very clever to watch. What was the lie? That she keeps her bro. She only takes takes her brooch off to go to bed at night. See you. See. I don't. I don't. So the timeline doesn't match up between where the brooch was and where she said it was. And she okay. Let me step back. I'm just going to get down. If and, you could just yeah, patience, if you wouldn't mind, while I um, regale the marshal. So, and I regale the marshal with, <clears throat> I, I walk her through as slow as need be to, to get her to where she we actually, think to. She's pretty sharp to it, right? Uh, I don't like, think she's dumb, just drunk. <laughs> as inspired drunken state, she's able to like, it's like, it's almost as if like doing like her police work is, is like, so second nature to her that like it, her, her being drunk hinders it very little. It hinders maybe her ability to like communicate and she's a little bit slower to the uptake, but like when she's on, she's on. And so she listens to it and she goes, all right, then let's, uh, let's go talk to her. And she, uh, uh, knocks on the door. Mr. Miss Yang. I'd like to talk to you about the murder of Salvador Alston. You may uh, uh, be sad to hear that Colin Miller has recently met his end. Implicated in the murder, you see, and, well, he was quite the talkative person before he tried to draw on me, and, uh, well, like I said, I need to talk to you now. There's a slight pause. And, like, the marshal sways a little bit. Like, kind of, like, comes down a little bit off her high of, like, being, like, on. And then she goes, maybe she just went to sleep. <gasps> <Bang>! <laughs> a bullet shoots through the door, hits the marshal in the shoulder. And she goes, <laughs> and falls down. Um, and uh, then a couple more shots ring out uh, over the marshal's head as she falls down. What do the three of you do? Duck for cover. <laughs> <laughs> Pick the lock. Uh, take my pistol and shoot through the door. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll, we'll do the shot first. Um, uh, Kinsey, if you want to roll a shot, it's a blind fire, so it's at a minus six. Perfect. Sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, one moment. Yes, that's uh, three successes. Okay, what's your highest? Highest is uh, 12. Oh, wow. Even with a minus six? Oh, sorry. No, that's what I'm fucking up. I thought it was fucking something up. There we are. I mean, you could spend grit to ignore your negatives, but... <laughs> probably, yes. I mean, I, I will absolutely do that, because that seems probably the smartest thing. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm going to uh, spend grit to ignore my negatives, and also, I apologize, say, to the gallery. Okay. So you spend three grit to go it strong. And then it's two grit to play to the gallery. That's right. Um, and then does that give you some explosions you got to roll? or? It sure does. 
Um, Pax, go ahead and roll a skullduggery for me. Yes, uh, that's four successes with a high of 12. Okay, how many net successes over a nine? Three. How much damage is that? Uh, that right there, my friend, is um, light firearm 15. Uh, six piercing. Piercing doesn't matter, she is in a nightgown. <laughs> I was going to say, that's enough damage to kill someone in a nightgown. <laughs> Uh, Pax, what'd you get on your um, skullduggery? You are muted. <laughs> uh, four hits using my auto picker. Cool. So immediately, Roland, you dive uh, to the wall. The marshal like hits the door, uh, hits the wall across, and slides down. Um, uh, Pax drops to her knees and uh, pulls out her auto picker and starts working on the lock. And in that exact same moment, Kinsey just steps directly in front of the door, whipping out his pistol, uh, burst fire pistol, and just like, doo -doo -doo, like three clean shots, um, uh, like in a small spread. And, uh, and then Pax, with extreme speed, gets the door to click open, slides it open, just in time to see the final little inch that, um, that Emmeline Yang falls to the ground dead. Three shots right in the in the heart. I'll flip my pistol and uh, put it away, and I'll say, "Well, good work, you all. Very good investigation. I think that we wrapped this up nice and clean." That's not how you solve murders. <laughs> That's I mean, how I on. solve murders. It is on manifest a lot. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, there's there's putting a crime to bed. And they're solving a murder. And we've done one, but not the other. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so we're getting a little late uh, into the stream time. Um, so uh, I think if this was a movie, there'd be like the, you know, we cut to like the, you guys sitting in the back of an ambulance with like a, you know, blanket around you for the resolution of... <laughs> Um, so what happens next to kind of fast forward, you guys can stop me at any moment if there's something you want to like do actively. Um, but the next thing that happens is Francis shows up tired at this time, at this time, he's like, sure. Sakim, put her in cold storage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, you guys, um, uh, are able to get Chester Lowry, the doctor, on board um, to see to Donna Kane. Um, and uh, he's shocked to find out Salvador's dead. Not like he was close to him, just kind of like, oh no, that was my boss. <laughs> that dude paid me. Did now no one what? tell him before now? Did anyone question anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Chester wasn't staying on this floor. <laughs> um, uh, word gets around that there was uh, a couple murders, but the marshal and deputies took care of it. And everything's fine. Um, and uh, Francis, uh, Donna does insist after she's patched up to do a little bit more investigating. And she uh, is able to, she looks through Emmeline Yang's stuff. Um, and, uh, uh, 
like through her cargo and it is like paintings and pottery and statues and stuff like that um and as she goes to like uh she's like investigating um she she does find there's like a hidden compartment underneath a few of the crates that is just full of weapons uh and and like and like and like bags full of spurs um and so donna supposes that both emmelyn and colin may have had ties to the gatti family uh after francis finally fills her in about the two coins (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so you know cut to the three of you and francis and donna kane all sitting at the bar together the next day um, the, uh, the, it's the bar on the top deck, which has been closed due to all the like crazy activity. And it's just the, it's just the four of you sitting up there. Uh, Francis is behind the bar serving drinks. Uh, and he goes, well, I do like a good story. I just don't often, uh, have to suffer through one before I get it. As a drifter, the uh, stories are bound to find you eventually, aren't they? And uh, Donna sw- t- finishes the swig, sets it down. She goes, and she looks at you, Kinsey. She blinks a couple times. And she goes, you look familiar to me. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I've seen your face before. What did you say your name was? It was K- K- Kin- Kinsey? Kinsey McCharlotte, yes. <laughs> she sits there for a second, blinks a little bit, looks down, like kind of searching her brain. She goes, Oh, Mr. McCharlotte, this is a awkward predicament we find ourselves in, having assist each other in the solving of this murder and and whatnot um and you seem to be amongst fine folk for the most part i quite like them myself but i i myself am uh am not one to beat around the bush as it were uh especially with as many drinks as i've had this afternoon kenzie i i would bet my last spur that I've seen a wanted poster for you in the territory in the Freedom Territory. The mm. for a uh, uh, rustling livestock. Well, you know, Kinsey McCharlotte is a very common name. Hey, M- Mr. McCharlotte, they had your picture. Yeah, well, it was worth a try. Oh hell. She looks at at Roland and looks at Pax and goes, y'all, y'all are patience, you two? I'm I'm sorry, what? Listen. If y'all are involved in rustling or crime or whatnot, I, well, I'm off duty, and I'm out of my territory. 
As far as I can see, I see three people who help bring a murderer to justice without much hesitation, a kind of an alarm and lack of hesitation, actually, now that I think about it. I can't see on boats. Look, I ain't gonna do nothing, Mr. McCharlotte. I'm gonna act on what I know. Someone who's had as many drinks as me today could easily mistake a face. Well, that is a mighty kind of you, Marshal, I must say. Uh, Your dedication to the law is... um... Well, uh, well, it works in my favor, I suppose, and I should be glad for that. Uh, and now, I will say, I'm not sure you've gotten enough drinks in your system. Would you be so kind as to have another one with me? Never say no to something such as that. That's <laughs> a very clever philosophy. And she clinks glasses with your drinks, and she goes, That story I overheard you telling... Francis here about the caravan hit by bandits. You was, you was in that. You said you and Roland was in that. Look, all I'm saying is y'all running from my peers might be in your best interest to get out of the garden as soon as you can. Because someone six sheets to the wind like myself is able to connect your face to a bounty board, that means there's plenty of bounties out there. And maybe there's hunters or other marshals that won't be as forgiving as me or understanding as me. Well, I've never... You want to get away from that Thing, I'd say the Badlands is your respite. Mm. I've never been much of a fan of the garden myself. How about the two of you? I don't know what you're implying. Ah, that Martian. Um, uh, uh, I, I must say I am disheartened by these callous allegations you've made against my friend Patience and myself here, who are still reeling from the shock that our good friend Kinsey McCharlotte is in fact a cattle rustler. I think it was jackalopes. It it was jackalopes, yes. Jackalopes, Kinsey. Mm. My God, we shared a room. (laughs) I, I don't even... I can't. I, I have to leave. <laughs> yes, yes. Truly, I, I apologize for my lack of uh, honesty with you, my trusted travel mate. I roll my eyes as I say. Pax, what? He looks like you were about to say something. I, I, um, are you leaving, Roland? Are you walking away? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I am leaving and walking away. Um, 
What if hypothetically we couldn't run? You're asking me. Oh, um, that you seem like capable folk. What if? What if we tell you about much bigger fish? What if? What if I could tell you I know where? Marshall Yen's gonna be. She, like, her eyes go a little wide. She sobers up, like, in that instance. And she goes, You're talking. Last I heard, he. He was presumed dead from. From the. The. The attack on the caravan. What if I told you he was alive? And what if I told you that I tried to help him escape? And what if I told you the people who have him are looking for a box he had? Wow. Hypothetically. In such a situation, I believe I would be all ears. And Francis leans in and goes, me too. (laughs) What? Could you, could, could potentially some minor crimes by maybe my friend be forgiven? Maybe? She kind of hangs her head at that and goes, I'm... I believe in the letter of the law. I I can't speak for them that write it, though. Would they listen if you maybe said, maybe if, if they, if I helped you, could you, could you help them? I, patience, I... I'd love to do something like that, but this vacation ain't really my choice. I don't have a lot of pull. Most folk just see me as what I am. Someone who drinks too much and gets in the way and Shoots people instead of taking them in. What if I told you my name was Pax? It's a nice name. And you looked it up. And there was a lot. That bounty was a lot. I I don't follow your meaning. Uh, a marshal who could turn me in and save Marshall Yen and return that box and kill the dead man's gang would be in really good standing to help two criminals who helped her. Right? I would help 
bring in the gang, return the box, and see Marshall Yen return safely. I've met him once, I think, and he was a good man. I can't. I, I, the most I can do is put in a word, and and I'm not sure how skilled I am at making such a deal. I think the garden might be done for you. And Pax, I don't want to turn you in. I like you. You're you're good folk, regardless of what you've done in the past. You have you have a good heart, even if you made mistakes. I'll help, but I ain't going to make a promise I can't keep. Here, this is, this is my LRC. And she, like, writes it down and slides it over to you, and she goes, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll get off this damn boat and sober up for a spell and go from town to town and keep an eye out for messages from y'all. Should you need a hand, I can try to get to you or give a tip or meet you somewhere. If you if you know where the box is, I can I can go get it. If you know where Yen is, I can go help. I can go, I maybe get some people together. Okay. Thank you. you. You just tell point, give me the information, point me in a direction, and I'll I'll do what I can while you hightail it out of here. Okay. I don't feel like drinking much now. I think what I is- think I I think I should probably go rest up, drink some water. There's... Kinsey, have you left? Are you still here? Oh, I'm just watching okay. this whole thing. Okay. So is Francis like this. <laughs> Kinsey. What? What if? There's a man here. On this boat. Is that the the wisest course of action, Pax? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yes? No? You're the one that's been weary of allegiances, and now you're trying to ally with someone who can put us in jail. So, I mean, if, if you think that's smart, I'm... I don't know what's smart. I just know that there's good people and bad people, and we're around bad people. I just... Spur of the moment decision, gut feeling, I'd say yes. There's a man named Miguel on this boat. He is a member of the Dead Man's Gang. You could... Now I... I do need to sober up. <laughs> You're telling me 
Miguel Reyes of the Dead Man's Gang is aboard this ship. Yes, that's the one, the one with all the guns. There might be just a little bit more drama. Sorry. Fra Francis goes, At this point, who am I to argue? And uh, Donna goes, write down his room number. I'll take it from there. I do. Okay. And she stands up, pockets it, nods to the three of you, uh, uh, Kinsey, Pax, and uh, Francis. And then she goes walking off, and Francis goes, that was spectacular. And that's where we'll end the session.